for the final eight seconds. It's one back by the Devils in behind the net. They'll send it from the hash marks up toward the blue line, and that's where this game will come to a conclusion. The New Jersey Devils, it was close for a while. They pull away at the end and take down the Capitals here tonight at 7th and F. Final score, Devils 6 and the Capitals 3. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A stumble at home against New Jersey, finding rest in the midst of a busy stretch. And our pal Joe Beninati joining us this morning with Carolina in tomorrow. Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, January 4th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Following a hard-fought win in Pittsburgh Tuesday night, the Capitals returned home and dropped a 6-3 decision to the New Jersey Devils last night at Capital One Arena. Two goals from Nico Heeshear and Dawson Mercer paced the New Jersey attack. Hunter Shepard was roughed up for six goals against on 28 shots. Connor McMichael and John Carlson both scored power play goals in defeat, but the Devils got the best of it in the end. Goaltender Nico Dawes taking the victory. It was the first time in three tries that New Jersey defeated Washington this season. The Caps winning twice in Newark back in October and November. On the show this morning, with a look back to the game in Pittsburgh, a look ahead to the game with Carolina tomorrow, and an assessment of things as midseason approaches. You haven't gotten to see him much this week with no local TV, but we got him for you here this morning. Your pal and mine, Joe Beninati. Well, Joe, good to see you here this week, and I know the fans are always upset when you guys aren't on the call, and Pittsburgh was a fun one. Pittsburgh was four goals in the first period, and that's not something we've seen a lot of this season. They find a way to win in Pittsburgh, and that's always a very satisfying feeling. Your take and your thoughts on the game in Pittsburgh. You know how much I hate unwanted nights off, so that was an unwanted night off, and then to see the guys erupt for four goals and play the first period the way they played it, selfishly, you're like, okay, that would have been great for us to be a part of, uh, to lend the description to it. It's not about us. It's about them. And if they can bottle that, then that's the kind of game you need moving forward in an extremely competitive divisional race. I, you know, we, we spent a lot of time watching college football and the national semifinals, and you understand how football is a game of adjustments for the coaches uh, who are obviously monitoring the game as it's happening and then talking to their players inside the dressing room at the half, and then the adjustments are made. Well, all of a sudden, the adjustments are made after that 4 nothing 4-1 first period, and the Caps didn't adjust well in that second period, and Spencer Carberry let on as much. But again, then you have the opportunity to readjust in the third and they balanced some things out. I know that they were outplayed at least from a shots on goal standpoint from a from all of those metrics that you can sort of read but they were able to win a close game inside the division against a, a, a nemesis, an arch rival. So you take that and you bank it and you hopefully run with momentum. One of the most interesting storylines of the second half is going to be Max Pacioretty making his debut last night and now as we look into the second half of the season we all know the firepower that he can bring. I don't know that we can look at a guy like number 67 as being the savior for a team that's 31st in goals for, but he certainly doesn't hurt in being able to see him come along at his pace and be able to contribute. Hopefully that is a rising tide that lifts all the boats here. I don't think there's any doubt that he's exactly what they need if they can have Max Pacioretty be Max Pacioretty. 
I can't imagine the mental gymnastics that he must be going through, thinking about what's happened twice to him. Where is it in the back of your mind? Is it in the front of your mind? Have you been able to eliminate it? I don't know how you could. But if he is what Max Pacioretty has been, he's exactly what Washington needs. A veteran presence, a guy who can finish without needing 10 chances. You know, he can finish one or two right away. On those, and it may only take him one, two, or three chances. That's exactly what this offense needs. I can't wait to see how it unfolds. It's got to be from a uh, big storyline perspective, from a league-wide, nationwide perspective, the NHL perspective. It's got to be one of those front-burner type issues. Can Max actually be Max? And if so, Washington stumbles into something really, really nicely. They didn't have to expend that much in terms of contract. I know there are bonuses tied to his amount of games performed and played in, but if he can deliver the way he can deliver, wow, then that's something that will go over well in Washington. The corresponding roster move yesterday was Charlie Lindgren to IR, which kept Hendricks LaPierre around here. You didn't have to send anybody to Hershey or expose anybody to waivers. He will be out for a little bit. And now that you've gotten to this stretch where for the rest of January, save the back-to-back with the Rangers, you are not going to really necessarily need two goalies, but you do need your number one goalie and Darcy Kemper to be able to really carry the load here. This is a tough stretch. A lot at home, but a lot of really good hockey teams that are going to be coming through here, and you're going to need Darcy to kind of hold it here, where Charlie Lindgren has been really good in the first half. Darcy's time is certainly right now. No doubt about that, and we've seen, and you and I get to see it, both of these guys have performed to the max in the first half, and by that I mean energy that they've expended. Uh, They've both been called upon to deliver big games, and sometimes they have, and sometimes they haven't, and I think you can start to see wear and tear on the body, and obviously Charlie's suffering with something right now that he can't overcome and get back into the lineup, but I knock on wood hope that that'll be sooner than later. I know Darcy's got some aches and pains that he's battling through, but that's just part of the position, that's just part of of the job description, and now he is your number one and you have to ride him for as long as he can sustain that level of play and the one thing that we've seen is I think it's magical the way Hunter's come up when need be and perform the way he has and I hope that that will continue should he be called upon but I understand where you're headed this is a great opportunity now for Darcy to say hey I know Charlie's probably outplayed me in the first half of the season but I can be your guy let me be the guy no doubt that he will be for the foreseeable here with all these home games that are coming up give me your take here on the defense it seems Seems like a very deep core, especially with the addition of Ethan Bear and what we've seen in the early returns have been very good. Joel Edmondson sitting last night uh, only as a maintenance thing, so nothing that's long-term, I'm sure, from what it sounded like. But you've got a lot of guys who, from one to six and even beyond, maybe even into that seven, eight position on D, where is this team at midseason on defense? It seems like they're in a pretty good place. I, I think you and Ben and Ken say it all the time. I think we say it on the TV side all the time that you can never have enough quality NHL defenseman. You just need to have 7, 8, 9, 10. You just have to because over the course of the season, they're going to get banged up. I, I think we've seen Trevor Van Riemsdyk grit it out and gut it out through some things that have been nagging at him. And when he can take some time off, that's great. He'll only be healthier and stronger for you down the road. If you can rotate those guys and keep 7, 8, or 9, you know, we haven't seen Alex Alexiev in ages, but there's a player who obviously needs some time to get back into the run of play, but there's another NHL body that you need. You can never have enough of those guys. I think they've performed well. 
I love, you know, on the nights when I'm actually watching a game and not calling it, uh, for example, the Pittsburgh game, I can actually appreciate Martin Faravari much more when I'm watching as opposed to describing. His ability to skate and be physical, it's it's wonderful to see. It's painful when he's not in the lineup, and he's had his own bumps and bruises and nicks. But when he's in there, he's that much more of, I think, a comfort zone to play with for John Carlson. John knows that he can do some things more exploratory at the offensive end, knowing that Martin's got that speed. I watched him in one particular play take care of, and again, Evgeny Malkin is not Evgeny Malkin of 10 years ago, but he's still a gigantic threat. And Faravari angled him and finished him so well. It was like, wow, this young man's a really solid player. There's a lot of good things happening there. I have like what I've seen from Ethan. Uh, his mobility is good. I think his shot will help produce some rebounds and maybe get some goals there, get some offensive traffic that way. But the more the merrier on the defensive end. It has been a subject in the first half that has not been a fun one, but the production of Alex Ovechkin, not what we have seen over the years, obviously. But we have now seen a little bit of a turn, maybe. The goal in Pittsburgh, a goal against Nashville. Should have been two against Nashville. Maybe some signs even going back into December where some of those shots were getting through, and maybe with a little puck luck, the number would be bigger. Where is Alex Ovechkin's game to you as we get into the second half here? Again, watching as I did the Pittsburgh game, as opposed to working, if I was in a working capacity, I would see the game a little bit differently. Uh, you focus as a play-by-play person more on the puck carrier. Last, uh, you know, when I was watching the Pittsburgh game, I would see Alex away from the puck a little bit more. I was watching to see skating stride. There was a deeper bend in that stride. For me, it, it, it's all about what's going on in Alex's body. And yes, the aging process catches up to all of us. I think he has days when he looks extremely comfortable, dare I say spry, and he's throwing hits, and he's shooting pucks at a high volume. Those are the good days. He's going to have more good and bad, I think. And in those bad days, that's when the defenders are closing out on him quickly. That's when he's giving the puck up early. We've seen him be more of a playmaker, passer, distributor than ever. And I think that's because defenders are defending him differently. Alex's ability to drive by them has changed to a degree. But we see flashes of it. And I want to think that the second half of the season is going to be much brighter than the first for Alex. I keep seeing little sparks, little hints that that can happen. For him, it's a matter of health. He's just got to be healthy, stay healthy, and hopefully we can keep him healthy. Well, I'm sure everyone going to be very excited to have you and Craig back on a call on Friday. Carolina up next. Certainly going to be a big test. Big weekend coming up. Los Angeles in town on Sunday as well. But, Joe, thanks for this. Appreciate it. Yeah, fun. We'll be listening to you, Ben and Ken, in the meantime. Thanks to Joe B. for stopping by. It is a much-needed full day off for the team today. All these three and four are stacking up. It gets a little better from here. Uh, The Capitals taking the rest day, getting back to the morning skate tomorrow, and then it's the Capitals and the Carolina Hurricanes. Tomorrow at 7 Eastern, 6.45 airtime on 106.7 The Fan and always right here on Caps Radio 24-7. Heard for free at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Thursday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.